0: This is the Positive Psychology Podcast, episode number eight. Welcome to the Positive Psychology Podcast, bringing your earbuds the science of the good life. And now your host, Kristen Trumpy. Hey, hey, today we're going to talk about passion and why the search is over. Let's jump right in. Alrighty, today I'm welcoming Susanna Hallonen. Um Susanna completed a master's in of science in applied positive psychology last year. She's also known as the Happyologist and offers coaching, consulting, and speaking. She's a contributor to the Huffington Post online and has just published her book, Screw Finding Your Passion, It's Within You, Let's Unlock It. Welcome, Susanna. Thank you so much, Kristen. I'm so happy to be here. Cool. Um, Some of these commonly used words are surprisingly hard to grasp, like
1: happiness and passion. How do you define passion? For me, uh, passion is a form of positive energy that sits inside of you. So it's a little bit different from the conventional definition that you need to be passionate towards one activity or one thing. Uh, Because for me, I think it's something that sits inside of you and something that actually can bring out your best self, can uh, bring out this positive energy, this drive and this motivation. So that's basically how I see passion. It's something that's at your core, in, inside, within you, and you can really um, take control of it and bring it out to live a more fulfilling life.
0: All right. So um, why is passion important um, for happiness, success, and maybe other things in life?
1: I mean, basically, life without passion, I think, is a life not fully lived Uh, I mean, I tell people like, imagine getting up every day, you know, you go through your same routine before work, at work, after work, and without any experiencing real excitement in your day. In, in that way, I would see life as being quite dull, or if you would put, put it in color terms, it could be like a bit gray or beige. So what actually passion does is that it adds color to your life. So imagine jumping out of bed every day with excitement, anticipating the great adventures that the day will bring, and then that's when you really learn to tap into your inner passion, and then you can bring it out, take control of it, and then you further learn to bring more excitement and fun into your everyday, be it at work, and, and also. So, of course, throughout life as well. And when it comes to the tie between passion and happiness, um, well, maybe let me start by quickly defining the two elements of happiness, just in um, yeah, in case you haven't heard them. You know, there's, of course, the hedonic happiness, which refers more to the experience of positive emotions, so things like joy and pleasure and being satisfied with life. And the tie with passion there already is that when you learn to bring out your passion now and really unlock it, you learn to experience more of these positive emotions throughout your day rather than purely through like one activity or one thing because you are actually learning to embrace passion throughout your life. And and with this new found of passion, you really learn to appreciate the good in many things and hence find more enjoyment through a variety of activities, and of course, again, boosting all your positive emotions. And similarly, passion also um, boosts eudaimonic happiness. So this is the other side of happiness, which is more around meaningfulness and feeling like you're living to your full potential um, and feeling like you have a sense of fulfillment. Um, And in essence, that's basically when you feel like your life is worthwhile, it's full of purpose, it's full of challenges, And it's full of growth. And basically, when you tap into this inner passion that I talk about, these are the things that really learn to become a part of your day, in your everyday. because you become so clear about who you are and why you do the things you do um, and how you can really be your best self. So naturally, there's this element of meaningful happiness that comes from living your whole life with passion. And basically through my research, I also discovered that this type of passion also leads leads to this sense of freedom. Because when you are able to generalize your passion to your whole life, instead of just one activity, you actually feel more empowered. Because that's kind of when you have more choice, more options, more opportunities. You don't feel like boxed in or like you have some borders or limitations because this one thing is your passion and that's it. But actually... You are a passionate person and you want to be passionate throughout your life. So you actually feel like anything's possible and you really have the possibility to direct your passion in many things. Um, And similarly to what I already mentioned about bringing this positive energy. uh, So passion is really what kind of creates this spiral um, so that you're not only investing energy into things. But you're actually getting energized by them back. So for me, living life with passion basically reenergizes you back and giving you refuel and this like childlike energy and this kind of buzzing vitality that really sustains itself and and kind of it helps you see the world with more wow as well and and remembers you to um, reminds you to bring in bring in the fun. Um, and of course, all of these things, you know, hedonic happiness, eudaimonic happiness, freedom, sense of freedom, energy, these can all be tied to um, different models of intrinsic motivation and things like that. So naturally, passion is also a thing that basically fuels performance because you become much more positive and proactive. You understand the meaning behind what you do and you have much more energy and drive. Um, and then that is is what makes you succeed.
0: I love how passionate you are about passion as dumb as it sounds I mean I know (laughs) that you've that you've spoken about these things many times but you know if someone actually would rewind this and then listen to how your voice changed when you started talking about why it's important that's I mean yeah that's passion right there folks (laughs) (laughs) so um, I hate to bring it down like this but I know that some people are thinking isn't Passion a luxury. I mean, if somebody has to go to work and feed their kids, and you know everything is really stressful, where's the place for
1: passion in that? Well, that's the, a great question, and that's definitely one that I want to answer because I think that anyone has the power to be passionate in any situation. So basically, what my my whole philosophy around passion, and you know the the five steps that I take you through in my book, it's all about rather than chasing what you love, it's actually about finding love in what you do. So you have the power to be passionate about your work. And if your motivation is, for example, you know, to bring income to your family, to be able to to feed your kids, that's great, because you can use that as a driver to become more passionate. And these this is exactly what I explained through my book as well. Like, I think the old um, way of thinking about passion in terms of you know, the, the phrases, follow your passion, find your passion, build your whole life around this one thing that you're passionate about. I think that's the more luxurious element. Um, and I think that's the one that's very limiting, um, and also very scary and actually can be very negative. And that's something that I also found through my research, because actually people had the luxury to just pick one activity that they think is their one and only passion it actually became much more negative than positive for them because it killed the love for it. Um, They became so obsessive around about it that they forgot about life overall and about other important things that actually, you know, fueled them and their happiness. So in a way, the approach that I'm suggesting in terms of living your whole life with passion and finding love in what you do is exactly what makes it accessible to everyone because it gives the control to anyone to be more proactive and really bring out their most passionate self.
0: All right. Could we delve deeper into
1: these five steps? Yes. Definitely. So the first of these steps is really about understanding your authentic self. So this is about forgetting about who you should be, but really thinking about who you truly are. Now, this is really about understanding your values and kind of the beliefs that you base your decisions on. So really think about what are your top three values? What is it that you base your decisions on? You know, when you're faced with big, life-changing decisions, how do you choose option A op- over option B? And this is all about becoming more self-aware, because when you understand who you are and what drives you, this is what naturally starts to bring your passion out. So this is really the first step in starting to unlock that positive passion energy. It's about really connecting with that authentic self. And similarly... When it comes to in your career as well, because I believe you should be your authentic self everywhere in everything you do, and that is really the key as well if you want to be passionate at work. So it's about understanding how what you do at work is aligned with these values and beliefs. Now, I understand there might be some positions that are not 100% aligned with your values, but maybe there are still specific elements of your job that are really there. I mean, think about why you took the job in the first place. You know, was it about the company that attracted to you um, attracted you to it? Maybe it's the company values that are aligned with your values as well, and it's about really thinking about how is the work you do aligned with these values, or how is it that you could incorporate more of who you are or more of these values into the work you do. You know, you could even explore joining some projects or starting some extra initiatives which really bring out your authentic self. You know, these are all conversations you can also have, you know, with your managers, with your bosses, because they want to see you at your best. And the more you're able to be your authentic self, the more you're going to be able to bring out that passion so you can truly perform at your best. So really, the first step is about understanding you know, who you are and how what you do is basically aligned with it, because these are the first foundations that really start to bring that passion to the surface.
0: Right. Um, So I think one thing that's really important that you said is um, about the decisions, because it's very easy. You know, we hear that all the time, be your true self. And people ask me all the time, how do I do that? So Mm. I really like what you said. And that's something I think the listeners should really take note of. Think about decisions you've taken Mm. and then think about how they reflect your values. Mm. Or if they don't reflect your values, why not? What happened? And both of these questions will tell you something about that. So what's
1: the second step then? Yeah. So the second step really brings us about understanding your core purpose. So this is really about getting in touch with your why, You know, what is the why behind what you do? So the kind of questions I like to ask, you know, some of my clients and some of the questions are in my book as well. So what is the kind of positive impact you're looking to create? You know, what is it that you want to create or contribute to that makes the world awesome? And also, how is it that you want to be remembered? You know, what is the kind of legacy you're looking to leave behind? Now, these are all questions which start to light up the fire within you and give you really the confidence to act on things and really bring that passion out. And I think here it's critical to remember that positive impact doesn't mean you have to work for a charity or, you know, work towards cure AIDS or abolish poverty because you can create positive impact wherever you are. You know, you can be a super collaborative team player. You can be an inspirational leader, a loving parent. Um, you know, there are so many ways you can create positive impact. I mean, it could be as simple as smiling to the people on the street or especially in London, you know, in the, in the underground, in the tube trains, you know, there's not many smiles there. So maybe you're the one person who starts to spread the positive energy there. And once you understand kind of your, the positive impact you're looking to create, um, this again starts to alight that passion because it creates a meaningful connection to all the different things you do. And it could be as well that different spheres of your life, you know, so there's a like, for example, at your work, there might be a specific type of positive impact you're looking to create. Maybe at your community, you're creating positive impact in a different way, maybe with your friends, it's something else. So it's about understanding all those different whys, I guess, that basically shape all your actions. And then if you do have like a core overlying purpose, that's also great because it does help with the streamlining, again, going back to also the decision-making. And again, this purpose obviously needs to be aligned with these values and beliefs and the things that are important to you because otherwise it's not really a true purpose and one that's going to bring your your passion out. But this is really, um, this is what gives you also a clear sense of direction of where you're going and really the impact you want to create Will truly kind of bring that passionate energy out
0: right, um, it reminds me of the exercise i 'm sure you remember it um, where we had to write our obituary yes <laughs> <laughs> and, and and that's that's really a good thing because lots of people think you know i don 't want to think about death it's not you know it's it's scary it 's not fun at all. But actually, sometimes it's a good thing to think about death, because sometimes people are blocked, they don't know about the impact they want to create. So if you think about, okay, if you were dead now, what would you really, really regret? That tells you something about that. Yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah.
0: So step number three.
1: Yes. So the third element, so this is um, one that I'm really excited about as well, uh, because it's about always seeking opportunities for learning and growth. And, you know, one of my uh, values is learning. So it's one that's really close to my heart. And you know, there's lots of existing research already that's kind of sh- shown how basically you are at your happiest when you are growing. Uh, and the findings that I found through my research were very aligned with this and now also basically introduced this tie between growth and passion. So it's basically about learning to embrace challenges and really using them as opportunities for you to grow, for you to develop, for you to master the things that are most important to you. So really start by reflecting on how. For example, learning enhances your life. You know, how does it make you live a more fulfilling life? Or how does it give you positive energy? And then ask yourself the same question about your job. So how does learning help you in your job or in your career? And then I really want you to also go a step further and, you know, start thinking about where in your life and your career do you have opportunities to learn more? Because I think every day we should be looking at some ways of learning and growing. Now, I know sometimes when I've said this, like in workshops or at talks, people are like, oh my God, do I have to learn something new every day? But like, it could be the simplest thing. Like, it could be reading a new quote online. It could be learning to cut a tomato a different way. Like, it doesn't mean that you need to read a freaking book every day. It just means that you're really continuously evolving your brain and really always developing it because that's again something that brings out that natural passion energy because this is what really brings out the excitement and adventure Um, and this is what brings out your best self forward and that's exactly what the world wants because then you're going to inspire others to bring out their best selves as well. You're going to inspire others to keep learning and growing and then not only will this basically help bring your passion out and keep the whole excitement of novelty alive, you're also going to help the world progress and move forward in your own unique way. Because you're going to be, through your learning and growth, you're going to be inspiring it around you, coming out with new ideas, new approaches, new things. And naturally, that's exactly what helps the world move forward as well.
0: Um, I, I can really connect with what you just said. And I love the fact that you mentioned the rest of the world as well. Because... Um, You know, a couple of years when I was studying for my undergrad, I was basically um, holed up in the library. People, I'm not even kidding, like people did not know that I could tan. (laughs) (laughs) I I heard people like seeing me after two or three years and they're like, oh, my God, you tanned. I I didn't know you can do that. So (laughs) so it seems like it's something that that might be even, you know, a little bit selfish. But actually, I love how you were like, no, it's it's if you invest in yourself. The, the world is actually going to profit in some way or the other.
1: Yes, definitely.
0: So step number four.
1: Yes, step number four. Uh, and this is another one I really love as well. And it's really about connecting with like-minded people. So this is what I kind of call your tribe. So this is basically about surrounding yourself with people who you truly connect with on multiple levels. You know, be it through your values, your beliefs, the activities do, um, or doing similar work, or maybe it's about the purpose, similar purposes that connect you. But whatever it is, this these people who are in your tribe they give you this sense of belonging, you know, they make you feel at home and they also encourage you to remain true to who you are. So they accept you for who you are and they really embrace it and they encourage you to remain that person whilst also encouraging you to take up challenges and to grow and to learn. So really, I want you to now think about how do you feel when you connect with like-minded people? You know, what's, what are the things that go on, in your mind, in your body, you know, maybe it's just the energy you feel. And again, it could be like a really good friend or someone in the same field of work. Or maybe it's someone else um, in in like your gym class, who's also a a career woman. Um, And maybe they have kids as well. If you have kids, you know, there's lots of different ways you can connect with these people. But these are really the people who lift you up when you're down. You know, these are the people who encourage you, they inspire you, they motivate you, they help you really live your purpose. And you basically do the same for them. And that's what the whole tribe is about. Because together, you're continuously keeping each other's passionate Um, fire flames basically going strong. And if one's feeling a bit weak today, the other one's going to start bringing it up with their own passion energy. And that's why I think it's so important to make sure that you connect with these people. And again, like some of these people, so like I said, might be like really good friends that you see a lot, you know, you go out to coffee, dinners, whatever. Some people might just be people you've actually not even met but you have some interaction online with them and, and they're like your idols. And when you, you know, look at them, do a TED talk or read their blog or their book, they light that fire and, and they basically you know, keep you going. And, and that's, I mean, that's these are the people who are also part of your tribe. Uh, and to give a personal example, I mean, Sean Naker, he's always been like one of the main kind of, I, I don't know if idol is the right word, but my inspirations for getting into positive psychology and I've always tried interacting with him on Twitter and things like that. And when I told him about my book, um, and he was so excited about it, which was just amazing. And again, I've never met him in person. This is all over Twitter and email. And and then he decided to give me a quote to support my book as well. And I was like, oh, my God, like, does this guy get any better? And, like, he continuously, like, is firing up my passion the whole time, even though I've never even met him. Um, So it's about thinking out of the box as well in terms of who are the people who really keep that passion, passion energy out Um, and really think about how you can connect with these people, you know, both online and offline, because, of course, that face to face interaction is crucial as well. And sometimes it's just simply sitting in the room you know, with one person who just has this amazing passion energy, that kind of starts lighting up your energy, because it's that environment already that can start, um yeah, bringing out the passion out.
0: Cool, cool. Wow, congratulations on the quote. I didn't know about that. I'm very yeah. happy for you. That's cool. That's, that's awesome. Um, I Um Yeah, I, I don't wanna sound like someone who agrees all the time, but basically what can I do? If you say all this stuff I say, I think you know that should be covered. And I think one important thing that listeners should keep in mind, and that can sometimes be a little bit painful, is that sometimes you find that your loved ones and your tribe are not always the same people. Yeah. And and that can be hard, um, but if you kind of accept the fact that they do other stuff for you and do, you do other stuff for them, not everybody can be best at everything. So just go and find your tribe. And a podcaster, a fam- famous podcaster called um, Cliff Ravenscraft, he really said what you said, um, that lots of people know about this idea that you have to be around the people who inspire you. And mm. and then they say, oh, but how do I do that? I don't know, Sean Aker. I don't know, Barbara Fredrickson. Um, but Cliff actually said, you know what? Just, you know, if you really listen to what they say, if you read their their books you listen to their podcasts um do all that stuff you're actually around them in a way and it it shapes your brain so so yeah so what's the other step
1: yes next one then yes the fifth and final element so this is really about believing in your natural skills so this is what um positive psychologists refer to as your strengths so the positive natural traits that are just innate in you and really it's when you believe in them and really embrace them and start putting them to use in new different ways that's when your passion starts to come out because again using your strengths is something that's already been tied to both happiness and performance from you know past research from positive psychology and probably before positive psychology as well but what I found through my research Was that actually it's also the thing that brought people's passionate energy out and it's about this variety that was critical so it wasn't just using these strengths in the same way every day in the same setting it was actually about doing different stuff with them because it was this variety and like this novelty factor that again helped kept that fire alive and it was that variety again that basically stop people from become obsessive on things but actually help people open up their opportunities and like be more opportunistic and really use their strengths to their full ability in all these new different mediums. So I want you to kind of ask yourself now, what what do you think are your top three strengths? You know, what are the things that people often praise you for? And maybe you didn't even notice that you used that skill but because it's so natural to you, Um, People are often praising you for it. And I really encourage you to get creative with these because these are the things that you've been given. So this is your opportunity to really put them to good use. You know, have fun with life. You know, be adventurous with them in your own way. Now, even if you're naturally, for example, let's say adventurous, it doesn't mean you need to go skydiving or something like that. You can simply try a new, different approach at work. Or you can volunteer in something completely new that's a bit out of the ordinary. Because that's a whole different type of adventure. So really think about the unique ways that you can really put these strengths to use. So these are really, yeah, so those are really the five key elements that, um, yeah, bring out the passion out of you. Um, and I hope like that kind of really shines the light that it's not about finding your passion, but it's about unlocking it because it is always within you. Uh, And it's really about becoming, you know, self-aware of your true values and beliefs so you can live an authentic life. You know, it's about being eager to learn and to grow in everything you do, Um, about understanding your natural abilities and really putting them to good use to create positive impact. Um, And also, like I mentioned, about connecting with those people who inspire you and together lighting up each other's fires. And that I, that, I think, is what true passion really is. And it's about learning to bring it out and taking control of it, and all of this will help you to live a more fulfilling life um, in which you can really perform at your best.
0: Right. Thank you very much. So now I'd like to shift a little bit. We, we heard about these steps and everything. And now I was wondering if you have like a story of someone who tried, you know maybe one or two or you know, more of these elements? And what happened to that person?
1: Yes, definitely. Yes. Um, Yeah, I can think of one uh, coaching client that I had um, actually earlier this year. And basically she was moving country. So she used to live in the UK with her husband um, and they both had careers here. But then her husband got transferred abroad. So obviously she went with him. Um, And, you know, she left her job in the UK and they went to this new um, country, another European country. Uh, And then she actually realized, well, actually, this is a good time for me to reflect and really think about, you know, what is it that I want? Um, And that's when she basically came to me. And what I helped with her, um, basically through, through the coaching sessions, we worked through a lot of the questions that I've shared with you here. And she really started to realize how she could learn to bring out her most passionate self. You know, she was in the lucky position that she was actually able to start making those choices. So she wasn't stuck in something that, you know, she uh, had to learn to basically find love in what they did. And she was kind of reflecting on the past as well. Okay, what did I really like about that job and things like that? And then when I started talking to her about, you know, values and beliefs, she started to think about, oh, yeah, that makes sense. That's why I enjoyed that. So that's definitely something I want to keep in the next role that I decide to go into you know, I looked at, we looked at her natural abilities. So again, and using them in new ways. Because again, we get so used to using them in a specific way that we forget how much else we can do with them. And she's like, oh, wow, okay, no, I can use this in a completely different way, which is a lot more exciting and and fun. Um, and yeah, and, and it was for her, especially, it was really the purpose and that positive impact element as well that was kind of, in a way the final icing on the cake because she was really driven by that and that's really what brought out her most passionate self and then yeah and then she basically ended up finding that clarity and then together we helped her uh, well together we basically um, got her into the stage that she found uh, a great new position in that new country in a new, another company uh, and yeah and and she's she's loving it now and and she yeah And I've had a lot of, you know, feedback from her and and she's been really excited and and really feels like she's really living her best possible self. And and yeah, what what better way, what better way to then live life with passion than that? Good,
0: good. It's always important to connect it back to life, I think. So um, you mentioned about the book and, and there are probably, I don't know how many hundreds, thousands of passion books out there. So how is yours different?
1: Yeah. So mine is different um, specifically because I'm telling you to, well, literally screw finding your passion. So I'm really telling you to stop believing or following this myth that you need to find your one and only passion or you need to follow your one and only passion um, in order to be happier, to be fulfilled, because that's very limiting. So what my book really offers is a whole completely different view. You know, I'm telling you that you can live a fulfilling life by choosing to live your whole life with passion, not by limiting it to one thing or one activity, but actually showing you how you can find love in what you do, and not just one thing you do. Um, so basically, that's what my book does, and it takes um, takes you through these, you know, the five steps that I shared here. Uh, obviously in a lot more depth you know every one of those um, steps is followed with numerous exercises and I always give examples with them sharing a lot of my personal stories as well uh, to hopefully inspire you and help you work through them so it is really a how-to book uh, on living life with passion without having to tie it to one thing
0: Right, so the last question I like to ask is what could a listener do right now if they want to start living a more passionate life?
1: Yes, I think I think the core, um, I'm going to kind of incorporate two questions into one, basically. And I think the question to really think about is your purpose and your positive impact. So really think about why do I do what I do? What is the positive impact I'm looking to create And how can I basically tie this with my values? Because it is that meaningful connection. That's the initial thing that really lights up that flame inside of you. Um, And as you already mentioned, Kristen, as well, that, you know, thinking about your whole legacy and and maybe, you know, writing about your obituary and things like that. I think that's a great way of looking at it um, if you're feeling a bit stuck. And again, remembering that that positive impact can be, you know, anything that you want. It doesn't mean, um, you know, like I said, uh, working for a charity or something like that. So I think that's the one thing that I would really encourage you to do. And I would really encourage you to do that also because I think people forget um, that time is something that we can't control. And I think reminding ourselves that, you know, if we connect with our purpose, Uh, and our meaningful self right now, and we can live a more passionate, fulfilling life, then we can really make the most out of it. Because we can't, you know, we can't stop time, we can't create it, pause it, borrow it, buy it. You know, time is the one thing that is kind of the same for everyone in the way that no one can control it. And that's why I really encourage you to, you know, choose to live a passionate life right now from this moment, rather than delaying it um, or waiting for something uh, because you you basically what you do have control over is how you spend your time, and i 'm really encouraging you to spend your time passionately
0: <laughs> Thank you very much, Susanna. I wish you all the best with your book and happyologist in general, and I also hope that the people you work with actually do these things and not just read about it, listen to it and then, you know, do nothing because that's the only thing, folks. You you need to do it otherwise nothing is ever going to happen. So, thanks very much, Susanna. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Sure. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Already. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Susanna. You can find out more about her on www.happyologist.co.uk as always, you can also find the links that she mentioned on um, my show notes on www.strengthsphoenix.com 8. That's the number 8. And by the way, that's that way with every episode. You can just go to strengthsphoenix.com slash and insert any number that you wish to find the links to. All right, thanks for listening and today I'm gonna say goodbye in Finnish. Um Susanna has no idea about this and I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher her language bad, but that's just how I roll. Goodbye. Kiitos la positiivisen Psychologian podcast. Muista intimo on Yosinusa Jutelan pian. Thanks for listening to
1: the Positive Psychology podcast. We're saying goodbye with Happy Yogurt.